And what was the middle of Yitzchak's Twitter? You know, the middle of the Kol Hagibar. We talk about Avram as dying for Chesed, as the first middle of the Kol Hagadol. So Yitzchak we refer to as the, in his own knife, the embodiment, but also the, the worldview of the Kol Gibar. Gibar is Hashem's strength. And there's another kind of Twitter. And that is that HaKadosh Baruch should act with the middle of what you call Gvir, the middle of strength. Now, what is the middle of Hashem's strength? It's something which you need to understand. The, the idea normally we talk about somebody who's strong is in context of what is stronger than. In other words, I'll say, you know, this morning in my living room, I saw an ant on the floor, so I went out to wage battle and I destroyed the ant. You're not going to think of me as a giver, right? Who are you fighting exactly? It wasn't so... The, the, the strength of how much we value strength is who you overcame. It was another side. So if a soldier would say that he met up with a terrorist and in hand-to-hand combat he managed to overcome him, okay, assuming it's an equal fight, so he said he was stronger. If a person will tell you that they were in the wild and they met a lion, and like David Amalek or Shimshon Agibba, they managed to kill a lion in the first fight, so you say that's a Gibba because a lion's stronger than a person. So in all, pers- in all the three cases I gave you, the person was victorious, but it doesn't make him a Gibba, unless we see that opposition he overcame as something worthy of Gvira. And if that's the case, what's the myth of a Gibba? What's the myth of somebody who's strong? It depends on what they overcame, it depends on who was on the other side. What? And that's why when Chazal, it's a little bit of why, this is more than this also, but part of the reason, when Chazal says, why is that the measure of Kvira? Because that's always something which is stronger than a person. And you made it to be Kvish is Yetzir, means he needs Kvira. To be Kvish somebody else isn't a raya. You take a helpless old person or a little child and you Kvish them, you conquer them, big deal. What did you achieve? And even an adult, if you're stronger than they are, so it wasn't a sign of your Kvira that you overcame them, they were weaker than you. But if you're talking about somebody who's, uh, who's equally strong, or even stronger, and you manage to overcome that, that's a sign of a giver. And therefore, since by every person, the Yetzirah matches, so to speak, their level of where they're holding, if they're able to, able to overcome that, it's a sign of a giver. It's a sign of a giver. We know, somebody who's stronger than someone else, so his Yetzirah is stronger. And therefore, the, the bigger the person is, the stronger the Yetzirah is. And so for any person, whatever stage they are, to be Kovish the Yetzirah is a sign of Gvur. It for them is the, is the fact which is matched to meet their ability. And if they overcome that, that's a sign that they're a Gibber. Now, if that's the case, when you're going to look to HaKadosh Baruch and say, Atah Gibber la'olam Hashem. Hashem, you're a Gibber. What are we praising Hashem? That He can overcome people? That's even less an Arab uh, you know, being victorious against an ant. Uh, that's not Lafi Hashem's strength, that he can, he's more powerful than people are. That's a joke. HaKadosh Baruch is a creator. There's, there's no cheshpun of, well, he's, he, he, can, he can destroy people. Uh, for him, that's not a challenge, Bichla. I mean, we've seen times in history in Nenach that in a second, Hashem can kill millions of people. Uh, that's not a sign of Kvura. People don't stand a chance. 
For example, when the Amir Sancheref came to wage war against Yerushalayim, and in the night of Pesach, Hashem sent down a Malach, and in a second, they're all dead. That wasn't Hashem, it was a Malach. And a Malach could kill 185,000 generals in a flash. There wasn't a major war, it wasn't like a campaign to kill them. He's stronger. It wasn't a big deal, he, he wiped them out. And Kalachim, when Akadish Baruch wants to fight, like it's going to say in the time of Mashiach, time of Magoik, so Hashem says, that my sword is going to destroy people. So then it's not a challenge for Hashem. In a second, that's not the sign of Hashem's Gvura. Hashem is stronger than a person. So if that's the case, if we're looking to see Gvura by Hashem, how are we going to explain the middle of Hashem being a Gibor? How are we going to explain the middle of Hashem being a What would be the challenge, so to speak, for Hashem that He has to overcome that? And then, then by overcoming that, oh, that's a sign of Hashem's Gvura. If you think about it, it's really a good question. How can we call Hashem a Gibor? In, in context of what? What, 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 what we say, Hashem, if you overcome that, that makes you strong. What, what, what will compete? Why is it a different question to what might is? Because might just means the ability to do things. Like the word Kel always means in the term. It's not relative to himself. It's just he's, he's able to do things. Yes. So what what is the giver? There's the gvur there too. But you have to explain what gvur means, and you understand what the what, what the giver is. And the answer, the answer, and that's what we really say in the bracha about tagibur and Hashem, which is what we talk about. Is Hashem your giver? In what way is Hashem a giver? So to say, in a way, I'll say, I'll say the words, but obviously the experience doesn't sound too ridiculous. When you say it is, Hashem is a giver when he overcomes himself. And what does that mean? There's a certain anhaga that HaKadosh Baruch has in running the world. And there's certain principles Hashem sets in place. And there's certain principles Hashem wants to run the world on. And HaKadosh Baruch when He wants to, has the ability to override His own system. That's Gibar. Because who else can stand up to the system that Hashem created and how the world's meant to run and overcome it? That's a certain Gibar. So for example, we say, HaKadosh Baruch has the Medes which runs the world. And Api Medes Adin, someone deserves to be punished. Now, if Hashem decides someone deserves to be punished, what in the world is going to overcome that? It was Paskin that was decided, that's the Din. But we, or a person is meant to be killed, or a person is meant to be, in, be, be made sick, whatever the case was, the Rakhadish Prophet decided Api Medes Adin. But, because the, the strength of Hashem is that He's not bound to the system He created, and He's the only one who can overcome that. And therefore, we're going to talk about if someone is nigzar, it was decided, whatever reason, they should be punished. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you're more powerful than your own decision. Which means, you can change that verdict. And therefore, we say, Hashem is Rayfei Chaylim. The Chaylim we're talking about is a person who deserves to be made sick. There's no questions about that. And Al-Pi Adin, he deserves the illness. And nevertheless, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is a gibor. He can be Rayfei that Chaylim. And something Matir Asurim. And we're talking about Nasurim who deserve to be Asurim. It wasn't random. It was the Nigza that they, that's what the right thing, that would be the correct thing to do with them. And Hashem can overcome that. He's Matir Asurim. And same thing. Someone is meant to die. And once, once Hashem is psak, this person is meant to die, no one in the world can save them. Rakhadash Baruch can. You can change that verdict. He's become Mechayim Mason. Why? And because that's the Yisait. The Gvura of Rakhadash Baruch is he's, that even Rakhadash Baruch made a system of the various midas he uses around the world, Rakhadash Baruch isn't bound by that system. And if he wants to 
work, so to speak, do something above that system, we can. And that's what we talk about when we say in the Rosh Hashanah also. We ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu that Sheikh Rachamecha is Kaas Your Racham should conquer your Kaas. What does it conquer it? And the answer is Kaas Bashem isn't a middle, like a person gets angry. Kaas Bashem means that it's a side of then this person deserves to be punished. And therefore, what we call by Hashem's anger, so to speak, is Hashem's execution of the middle of the din that he decided this person deserves. And that's deserved. And that's what the din should do. And nevertheless, there's a concept of Rechamecho that can be stronger than that. And Hashem is a gibor. You can overcome the system that he put in place. And you can, and you can so to speak, go beyond what the, what the din would require and not allow it to take effect. When we explain this a bit better, then you understand the Gashim also. Yeah, but if the system which Ba'atsim HaKadosh Baruch created to run the world. And that's the system's that Nothing else can change it. The only thing which can overcome that system is HaKadosh Baruch himself. And therefore we see that the system of the Bria is absolute. Nothing else in the world can change it. Hashem's Gvura is he can, even though he made the system, even though he made the system, so he can overcome his own system. The Ramchal says this in Derech Hashem. The Ramchal says that the Koyach of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that he's, even, he's able to overcome the system he made himself. That he's not mishubed to the system which, 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 which runs the world, but HaKadosh uh, Baruch Hu can clearly go beyond that. What's the argument that he should be mishubed to it? Sorry? Why, why would he be mishubed to it? Because he, if he created a system that he wants to run the world with, then you should want to stick to that. So doesn't that detract from the din? 100% it does. In other words, if the world is meant to run up your din, and that's a, that's a value to the fact that the world is just and everything works up your din, so then Hashem would want that system to be, that's why He created it. And if that's the case, Hashem wouldn't want to necessarily ruin the system He created. There's a purpose in it. And Afal Vikain, and Afal Vikain, there's a concept that HaKadosh Baruch is willing to be, 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 be okay in. That needs, a, that needs a tremendous quarter because it's not just there by chance. It's a system Hashem wanted to run the world and there's ability beyond that to be okay there as well. Isn't that called chesed? Chesed is if Hashem does what he doesn't have to do. But when, when there's a certain din what, what to do, to disregard the din, that's a different matter. That's a different matter. That person, that, even though there was chesed, we know at the beginning of the Bria, Kodesh Baruch wanted to create a Bria Bedin. It didn't take away from the chesed. That was once you're making a system, the system has to run, I'll be the MS, I'll be what's right, I'll be what's meant to be. And when I saw Hashem decided that it was too strict, so to speak, in a way, so he was miscavered on the Mira Sadin, which means with the, 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 the system doesn't fall apart, it's still there, but there's an option that Kaddish Baruch keeps for himself to override that system. We're going to get there. I, I, I'm explaining the concept first. We haven't got to explain word by word the brachy. Okay, that, that, that's why the example we give of Hashem's Kavura is the time when HaKadosh Baruch so to speak, uh, uses it to overcome what's meant to be. Not that Tagibur Adam Hashem that you can destroy the Goyim, that you can wipe out the world, that, that's nothing. But Tagibur Adam Hashem that you can go against the Din of Shemaim. The Din of Shemaim sounds meant to be a Chayla or an Asir or even a Mace. And HaKadosh Baruch you can, so to speak, have Koyach above that thing. If you want a simple marshal to explain this idea, in, in most countries in the world, the, the way that the power structure is set up is that there's a lot of power given to the, judge, to the courts, the judiciary. 
and their, their job is to decide what people deserve and to execute or sentence them to whatever punishment is going to be, because uh, that, that's what maintains that's what that's, that's what maintains the din. But in every country, there's a certain override, whether it's the king not going to have a king or a president, and that is we can present we can give you what's called a king's pardon or presidential pardon, whatever it is, which means that it overrides the court. The court says one thing, we'll, over, we'll override it. What the, it's, it's, what the court said is wrong. You, you're going to listen to the witnesses again and disagree with the verdict? I don't know. The court said it's right. But I'm not banned by the court. I can, the court is one thing. I decide I'm going to override that. That, that, that same mood of Gvura, which means you have more power. Even though the system is set up that a court system does have power, but if the head of state, the king, can override that, that's because he's meant to have more power than, anyone, than anything else. That's, and it's the same concept over here. HaKadosh Baruch sets up the system, but HaKadosh Baruch retains for himself the right to override the system. And therefore there's a certain concept of a gibar, and that is as much as the system, and the system runs, and the world's set up in that way, gibar, HaKadosh Baruch isn't bound by that system. You can override the system when he wants to. Now, what's the... Va- so now we just, until now we haven't explained that, we just explain what, what we mean gibar when we talk about Hashem. And just like by a person, the real gibar is... A kavish is Yitzhak, a person that overcomes themselves. It's the same thing by Kodesh Baruch Hu. The Gibor isn't that Hashem can destroy other things. The Gibor is that Kodesh Baruch Hu can overcome something he's created for himself. The system he wants to run the world with, he can overcome it. Okay, so now what's the tefillah of Gibor? What's the tefillah of, of the Gibor? Of relating to that middle? And what's the tefillah of Yitzhak? What's the tefillah of Yitzhak? So... Really, there's a, a third element we have to take into account when we're talking about this middle. And that is that, on the one hand, the world was created within, and that's the kayak that is stronger than the world. As much as people can do things, there's the middle which is stronger than them. And therefore, no one, if you're talking about, so to speak, how much people can achieve, how much people can do, how much people can get away with, a person isn't that strong. There's a Midas Adil in the world which Hashem is stronger than anybody. And that, that's not just a sign of Hashem's strength. But the way the system is set up, the Din, uh, the, the Din is what holds people in check. And Hashem's Din is what decides that people should get rewarded or punished or stop them doing too much bad, whatever the case might be. That's a, that's a Koyach more than a person has. That's one stage. Then we have above that. And the reason for that is that maintains the, the law and order in the world. Otherwise, without a Midas Adil, the world would be Hafka. Like the Mishnah say, if it wasn't for a concept of of, din, of punishment, it would be lawlessness. Everyone would do what they wanted. Fine. So the Mirza din is an, a necessary chalik of the Bria. And obviously the Mirza din has to be stronger than anything in the Bria because it has to be able to enforce anything in the Bria. Now there's a level above that. And there is HaKadosh Baruch who retains the right to override the Mirza din. And therefore even if a person deserves to be punished, Hashem can decide not to punish them. But... Using that right brings us a lot of danger. Why? Because if HaKadosh Baruch Hu is always going to override the din, then it basically undoes the point of what the Midas Adin was coming to do. The Midas Adin is there for a reason. It's there that there should be a system of justice in the world and there should be certain Yerushimai. Like uh, Zayar, when it talks about why Hashem judges people, if there wouldn't be judgment, there wouldn't be punishment, and people would be nothing to be scared of. And therefore there's a reason for din. There's a reason for din. So if HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to use the override, to overcome then so then we've, we've, it, it, he can do it but it defeats the purpose and now this brings us to the Tvila if that's the case if a person wants to ask Hashem to override a din 
What's he going to daven for? What's he going to daven for? What's the way to ask Hashem to use his ability to override din and in a way where tefillah works? Because from Hashem's point of view, there has to be a good reason to do that. If he can, why would he want to? There's a reason for the medicine in the world. So why would he want to overlook it? And if it's decided that's what the person deserves, so that's what he deserves. So then why, 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 why wouldn't Hashem do what he's, what's the right thing? And as we come into the Koyach of Twitter, we spoke of Ram's Twitter, it's coming to appealing to Chesed. But now we're talking about it, uh, the Tefillah of Yitzhak Avinu, and that is coming from the starting point. It's true, HaKadosh Baruch Hu could overcome the Meres Adin, but he has to have a reason to do that. Why would he want to? It's just like if the king Kaseda would battle anything the courts never did. So there's no point in a court system, you just destroyed your own system. So there has to be a reason. You're coming to ask for a pardon, even though you've been considered guilty and you've been condemned. You're asking for a pardon, there has to be a good reason for that. And that's the Tefillah. The Tefillah coming from the point of view of Gvura, is it fit of coming from the point of view of and I'm happy guilty and I deserve to be punished but because this Hashem asking you to overturn it well, what, what, what argument would we put forward for that? what argument would we put forward for that? so really what we call the Tfilah of Yitzchak our best example even though this is an aspect of Tfilah any, any time in the year especially this is a Tfilah when a person feels they're being punished or a person's worried they're going to be punished. Like we said, there are different times for different fillers to work. So any time that that's a, a person's davening not to be punished or to be held from punishment, never comes in the hospital. You're davening them to refer shleima. You're davening this fiddler. That even though the person's sick, you want them to Hashem to change something. There's a captive. You want to be freed. You're davening this fiddler. Hashem decided should be put into captivity. I want him to be released. Whatever other tzara that a person's facing or scared of facing, really, this is the fiddler coming from. The minister then was right. You can't argue with that. But the question is, I want to use the koyach to override the mirasadin. So what am I offering? Well, what am I asking for? How am I asking Hashem to do that? And where this is most negated to us, because that's the tzura of the tzvila is the Rosh Hashanah. Because the Shoshana is, you know, we, we know we're being oimed bedin. Now we're being judged. And if you notice, there isn't once in the entire davening of Rosh Hashanah, we talk to the, 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 judge, the, the judges or the, case, the judgment of the case, the Beis Shamara. We never relate to it. Why? Because there's nothing to say. There's nothing to say. The judges judge exactly what a person did, they know, and exactly what a person deserves, they know, and that's going to be the verdict. There's nothing, what are you going to say? We have nothing to add to that. They know what we did, they know why we did it, they know what the reasons were. Like we say in Ansana Taikif, and we say in Zechariah, so the judgment's done. In the second verse, we've got the Shaykh, and that's it's over. We don't, we don't really have an argument. Everything was judged, and everything's been decided. The whole Twitter of Rosh Hashanah is davening to ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu to override the judgment. To override the judgment. We're having the Tefillah of Yitzchak, which is why Rosh Hashanah, the Gemara calls the day of Yitzchak, and the Tefillah, the Tefillah of Yitzchak. What is the Tefillah of Yitzchak? What is the Tefillah of asking Hashem to override the judgment? So there's one central, so there's one central idea which defines the Tefillah of Yitzchak. And uh, let's just learn the Pasuk first together. In Eov, and Bezna will understand the usage. The puzzle is like this. Okay, Hashem Shefteinu. Hashem judges us. Hashem Mechaykekeinu. Mechaykek is uh, a sentence. So when you have the, what's right, and we've been judged of being falling short, short of what's right or doing what's wrong, then Hashem Mechaykekeinu. Hashem is going to sentence us. Hashem Shefteinu. Hashem Mechaykekeinu. Hashem Malkeinu. Vuyashiyeinu. Hashem is our king and he's going to save us. What does that mean? So, on that, the Chazal said three words. 
that the ability to pardon a court case has to come from the king. He said, or the head of state, we're even going to call it. Melech Nason Khanina. Only a king can give a pardon. Only a king can give Hashem Malkainu Huyashena. Hashem judged us. We deserve the punishment. But if he's Malkainu Huyashena, a king can give a pardon. And if that's the case, the Tefillah of Yitzchak is revolving around the thing, the idea, and that is, HaKadosh Baruch if I accept you more as a king, so then that's a reason to give me a pardon. Why? Why? And the answer is, the answer is that there's two options Hashem has to exercise in Merasadim. Just like, in the lower sense, we talk about Snechilach Vadim, there's two ways a parent can use, this, can use the ability to, to punish. The one is, to actually punish. The one, the one option of Merasadim is to punish. The other option of Merasadim, or the other option a parent has in a similar situation is, threaten punishment and if the threat's real enough then it has the same effect I don't need to actually administer it the fact that uh, the, f- the fact that whoever I'm trying to warn understood and understood the message well enough so I don't have to execute the punishment and that's the same as by Hashem if you understand the point of the Meres Adin isn't that Hashem is a pleasure in punishing he doesn't the point of the Meres Adin is that the punishment is necessary for a reason and if that's the case if the punishment needs to be administered that's what's going to happen. And if the thought, the threat of the punishment is enough to have the same effect, okay, so then we will achieve what we needed to achieve. We don't have to go to actually bring it to, into, into being. And even more than that, if a taste of the punishment is enough, then we don't have to go through the whole process. We've achieved enough by what the person's already got. And if that's the case, the tefillah of Yitzchak is centered on one side. And that is, I'm a couple of the punishment and I realize what I've done wrong and I don't need to be punished more. If that's the case, even if it was a verdict, even if it was decided this was meant to happen, it doesn't need to happen anymore. Once I've understood the message, and once I've learned the lesson, and once I'm going to make the necessary changes, okay, now I can ask Hashem to undo it. But how's it going to happen? It was already decided. That's not a problem. Hashem can undo what was decided. But there has to be the, at least the reason to do that. Like we said, if everyone's going to daven, you punish me, take away the punishment. So what was the point of the punishment? What do you do it for in the first place? And therefore, the Twitter of Yitzhak has to come from the point of um, there's a certain understanding of why the punishment was deserved. There's a certain understanding of what I'm meant to learn from it. And now that I've learned it, I don't have to go through the whole process. Then I can ask Hashem to take it away. It achieved what it was meant to achieve. That's the Kayach of the Twitter of Yitzhak. And that's best in the Kayach of the Rosh Hashanah. We come to Hashem as the Melech. And we say we know what we could be in for this year. I mean, that's what we describe it in detail. And the, the, the thought of that happening is enough to wake us up. And therefore, we're coming with a tefillah of, even if we deserve it, if, we, if we're going to understand on our own that what we've done wrong, and we're going to make the necessary stages, the threat of punishment is good enough. We don't have to go through with the punishment. And if the person's already been punished, then it's the same idea. It's the same idea. There are many years the Shari Tshuva. And the Pasuk, And that is, if a person appreciates the makkah that he got, Hashem punches somebody and they... He can preach us. I should understand why he did that to me. And I understand what I meant, what, what the lesson was meant to be. Then the rest of what Hashem wants to punish, he takes away. The lesson's been learned. Now, once again, that needs Gvura. If it was something that was Nigzar, it's Nigzar. It's not easy to change Gzar. It's decided. That's what's deserved. But Hashem's willing to do that. Hashem's willing to, un, so to speak, to, to work against the, his own Mirasadin and repeal a verdict that he's given. But then the person has to give to daven the tefillah which is necessary to make it happen. And that is, I understand what I did wrong. I understand what this punishment was necessary. 
I'm accompanying myself to, to do whatever it is to fix it up. Now I don't have punishment anymore. Fine? Then if a person approaches Hashem that, uh, with, with that starting point, okay, then HaKadosh Baruch is willing to overlook the punishment. Hashem is willing to act as the king who is willing to repeal the din. That's the Gvur. And therefore, what the Twitter of Gvur needs, what the Twitter of Gvur needs is the starting point of, number one, I don't argue with Hashem. I don't think he was wrong. Number two, I don't ignore the fact that there was a reason for me to get punished and just ask for a Yeshua, which is a mistake a lot of people make. Something goes wrong, so all you think about doing is let's dive into it, let's dive into it, let's take it away. You think a second, why did I actually bring it in the first place then? And therefore the Twitter of Yitzhak has to come from the starting point of, I understand I've been punished, I understand, oh, I'm trying to understand why I've been punished, what I need to do about it, and now I can come to David. There's a famous story of someone, a chassid, who came to the rabbi. They say about different rabbis, so I don't know exactly who the accurate rabbi was, but the story is true, whoever it was. And he said, Rabbi, this went wrong in my life, this went wrong in my life, Rabbi, dive in for me. Rabbi said, Why should I dive in for you? So he says, Because Hashem, not, you know, Hashem wants a tzaddik to fit us, so you're the tzaddik, you dive in for me. So the rabbi says to him, If Hashem wanted me to dive in, then maybe he'd have given me the tzaddik. There's a reason why he gave it to you and not to me. So if it was just for me to dive in, then why'd I have to go to you? Obviously, Hashem wants something from you as well. And that's the MS. If there's a menace of in the world, it means first, the first point isn't just to dive in that gets taken away. It was there for a reason. It was there for a reason. And the first point is to understand what do we do wrong? Why do we deserve this menace of And now once you've decided, even whatever it is, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we, and we understand. And we're going to try to do better. And now please take this punishment away because we, we, we've learned the lesson or we're going to learn the lesson, whatever it's going to be. Whether it's through threat of punishment like Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah really is we know what we've done wrong, what we're deserving of, and therefore we're going to try to do better without us actually having to get punished. Or even in the middle of the year. But if a person feels, I've been punished, so now the first step is, what are we, what, why? And what are, we, what, what, are we, what are we being punished for? And what can we do about it? And now, I said, I understand, Hashem shifted, Hashem judged us. Hashem He punished us. Now I can come back and say, Hashem, we understand that. But now we come to Hashem al you're the king, and you can take it away from us. That's the necessary starting point of the Tvedah of Yitzchak. What if we're wrong? What if we think it's for it's for <coughs> we had to de- had to decide what what it's for isn't the discussion right now. It was for whatever it's going to be for, but the starting point has to be that I'm t- I'm learning a lesson from what happened, and from that I want to daven that uh, now na- please I should take the rest of the punishment away. Well, well, if your parent, if your parent is um, your parent goes to the parent and he realizes what he did wrong. So it's not a gvura that the parent doesn't punish him now. It's that's din. Din is that. This person was supposed to get a certain message, and the kid got the message. So when a person has, then doesn't look like that. If the base in the place like someone's high mister from Michal Shabbos, this is a mercy. I learned my lesson. I'm not going to do it again. We can't do anything about it. Then it's absolute. If that's what's deserved. That's what's deserved. I know, but on the Shem system, what's the message is what's deserved. The point is that we change. The Shem system is that the din is din, and it will happen. So but there's not because it's going to. If Hashem decides to punish somebody, he will. Except he allows the possibility for the like we said to override that thing. Parents, I gave just an example to explain the idea. But parents don't work with them. If, if if a parent wanted to judge their child, then they wouldn't be able to get to let them off if they if they found them guilty. Parents never work with them. Parents work with the din of chinuch. But Hashem doesn't just work with Hashem works with them. And it's like a court case. It's been judged. It's been decided. You're guilty. You deserve to be punished. Now to tell the judge, now I'm really sorry about it, I won't do it again, it's not going to help. Because Shuvah is, 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 is appealing to this matter. And that is, even though it's decided I'm going to be punished, but I'm not asking you to repeal that, to overcome that thing. So, 
it seems like this board that Rebbe is giving over would be more appropriate in Slachlan of Inukichatanu and also in Chuba, maybe. It, it seems like a Mida that shows up later. Is the idea in these first three prayers that All, we set Everything up, later right? is going to be set up in the first three brachas. Yeah. Of course, we appeal to the middle of Hashem, we know later are going to address. Okay, that was the first one we wanted to talk about. We still need to talk about that for next time. Is the Tfil is the Tfil, what's it going to do with Yitzchak? We explained the concept of Gvira and the Tfil of Gvira. Would you see that says the Tfil of Yitzchak? What's it going to do with him? And like we said, there's a parallel between the first three brachas and the last three brachas. The parallel bracha to this is Ritzay, is the bracha of Avaida. And then we have to explain as well how the one parallels the other one. Um, and that, that will be the Shlema, so understanding this principle, what do you call the Tfil of Yitzchak?